1: I wonder if we really realize what we're saying. That the spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the one that spoke the worlds into existence. The spirit of the one that took Lazarus by the hand and pulled him out of the grave. The spirit of the one that they nailed to the cross for three days, but three days after that, he he rose again with power come on that God that Jesus that Savior is here right now and when he's here anything can happen I said when he's here miracles can happen lives can be transformed futures can be altered because the spirit of the omnipotent omniscient omnipresent God is here Somebody just worship that God right now. Come on, somebody just adore that God right now. Oh hallelujah. And where the spirit of the Lord is. that we feel in this place. Why don't you put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, you may return to your seats. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Don't ever want to take what we feel for granted. I honor today our pastor. Don't we have the greatest pastor in the world? Why don't we give it up for Pastor Sister Valerie and their wonderful family? <laughs> Amen. Love you pastor. I know he's probably watching. Love you Sister Valerie. Glad they're getting away for a little bit. Amen. And we just we missed them this morning, but thankful that they're getting some time away. Amen. Why don't you stand again? We'll turn to Judges chapter 5. We'll start reading verses 6 and 7. Amen. It's such a privilege to be home. And this is home. I was telling the plaguers last night, I walked into the room, and there's a gift basket for me. And I said, why is there a gift basket for me? I'm like, I'm a homeboy, you know. But they were, Sister... Teresa, so kind to do that, so thank you. Thank you, T. I appreciate that. It's such an honor to be home, and this is my favorite place to preach. I don't say that just, just to say that, but I was telling Brother Roberts, it really is true. It's my favorite place to preach, so it's just always an honor to be home and uh, to see everyone that, uh, and it's hard to believe I've I've based, lived, whatever you want to call it, in Maryland seven years, going no, on eight years. That's crazy to think about but god has just been so good and um man where would i be without this church and without pastor and brother roberts and all those that have believed invested in me and i just thank god today such an honor to be back home and i know that god is going to do great things today are you expecting for god to continue to do great things I believe that by the end of this service, somebody can leave encouraged and uplifted in their spirit that Jesus is still on the throne. I don't know if you realize that, but Jesus, he's still God. He's still on the throne and he's still in control of everything. I'm so grateful today to know that Jesus is still on the throne. He's still in control. No matter what happens in this world, we have confidence because God is still alive and he's on the throne and I'm just so grateful to be here. Amen. Judges chapter 5, we'll start at verse number 6. The Bible says, In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and travelers walked through the byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased, They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose, a mother in Israel. That last portion of Scripture, the Bible says the inhabitants of the villages ceased. That's just good old King James E's for the villagers in Israel would not, fight. In the NIV version it says the villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. They wouldn't fight. But can I tell somebody although there's a fight that we're in right now the finish is worth the fight. I said the finish is worth the fight, and that's what I want to preach to you on today. The finish is worth the fight. Why don't you put your Bibles down one more time, lift up your hands, and let's pray together. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Let your power and let your glory move in this place today. Come on, would you lift up your voice and pray right now in the Holy Ghost. God, let there be freedom and liberty today. Let there be a demonstration of your power and your glory. Ignite us, Lord. Ignite our souls. Ignite, Lord, our hearts today with fervor and passion, oh God, to fight the good fight. I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let somebody be filled with your spirit. By the time we leave, let someone be healed. Let someone be delivered. Let someone be set free. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come on, why don't you put your hands together if you're expecting for God to do great things today. Come on, church, with expectation, can you clap your hands? Come on, with expectation, can you lift up your voice unto the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we're expecting for you to pour out your spirit today. We're expecting for you to move today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, high-five your neighbor. You may be seated. The finish is worth the fight. I want to preach to somebody at the onset of this message today. I want to remind you, just in case you forgot, We are in a fight. We are in a battle. When you were filled with God's spirit, you made a decision deliberately to enlist in an army. Now I know today that we as human beings like to choose the path of least resistance But can I tell you, when you chose to live this life for God, you did not choose the path of least resistance. I know we like to paint this pretty picture of Christianity that it's always walking through a field of tulips brother Robertson everything is always good and everything's always right and don't get me wrong there is joy in living for God there are great days in living for God but can I tell somebody today more often than not our walk and our relationship with God is a fight and the sooner you get that realization the sooner you'll get victory in your life If you keep thinking that everything is going to be easy, you'll never have victory. If you keep thinking that everything is always going to be the way that you want it to be, you'll never have freedom. But the moment you realize I'm in a battle, I'm in a fight, I'm in a war, something will arise in your spirit that says, I don't care. I believe that my God is for me. And if God is for me, then who can be against me? Come on, church, it's not time to shy away from the fight. It's not time to shy away from adversity. Come on. But if you got God for you, you have nothing to fear. You don't have to fear losing. Come on, somebody. I've read the back of this book, and we win. I've read the back of this book, and we are victorious. And right here, it might be a fight. Right now, it might be a struggle. But one day, the finish is going to be worth. I love the way Paul says it. Paul describes it in 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. He describes his relationship with God this way. As Paul is getting ready to come to the end of his life, he says, I have fought the good fight. There is one way that that Paul could describe his relationship with God he said I got to describe it as a fight he could have chosen any other word he could have chosen any other way to describe his relationship with God but he said you know what if I have to choose one word to describe the way that I'm living right now in my relationship with God I have to describe it as a fight but I'm so glad that Paul did not stop there he said although right now I'm in a fight although right now I'm in a struggle. He said, I have fought a good fight, uh, but he said, I also uh, have finished my course. Uh, what is Paul saying? Uh, Paul was saying, right now, uh, I know that there's a fight, uh, but can I tell you, uh, I'm fighting right now uh, because there's a finish line uh, that I'm coming to, and that finish uh, is going uh, to be worth uh, every fight uh, that I have. Uh, can I tell somebody that's in a struggle right now, uh, every sleepless night uh, is worth the finish. Uh, every time you cry, uh, it's worth the finish come on somebody right now it may seem like it's not worth it but one sweet happy day when you walk on streets of gold it's going to be worth it all one sweet day when I see Jesus face to face and he wipes those tears from my eyes it's going to be worth it all so I'm not backing away from a fight down here I'm not backing away from adversity down here because I know one day the finish is going to be worth the fight Come on, somebody, I said it's going to be worth it all. Come on, every time you had to struggle, every time you had to wrestle with God, every time you had to wrestle in this world, it's going to be worth it one day when there's a finish. Oh, I've come to preach to somebody whose family member right now says I don't want to live for God uh, because it's too tough. Uh, I've come to preach to somebody right now uh, who's used to struggling and toiling with their spouse, uh, and it's been a fight. Uh, it's been adversity. Can I tell you right now, don't give up. Uh, you've come too far to give up now. Uh, come on. I love the old song that says I don't feel no ways tired. Uh, I've come too far from where he's brought me from. Uh, nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I don't believe uh, He's brought me this far to leave me. I don't believe he's going to bring me this far for me to give up. But I believe he's got my hand and he's leading me. And he's going to lead me forever to that finish one day. Oh, is there anybody that still has a fight in their spirit? Come on, come on. I said, is there anybody that still is determined? I know I'm wrestling right now. I know I'm struggling right now, but my God, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to back up because I'm looking ahead. I'm looking to Jesus who isn't only the author, but he's also the finisher of my faith. He will finish what he started. He that hath begun a good work in me, he's faithful to perform it. Oh, somebody give Jesus praise in this place right now. We are in a fight. Uh, We're not in a fight with our brothers and our sisters. I said, we're not in a fight with our brothers and our sisters. We're not in a fight over who's going to be the president of the United States. We're not in that type of fight. No, no, no. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. Come on, somebody. I'm not fighting the government today. I'm fighting spirits of this world. I'm not fighting my brother and my sister today. But I'm wrestling against something that's in the spirit realm. But you know what? I'm not giving up, I'm not dismayed, because I know today that victory is mine, and I'm going to fight however long I have to fight, because one day the finish is going to be worth it. Come on, I know it seems horrible right now, but don't you focus on right now, look to the future, look to the finish, because one day the finish is going to be worth it. That's my entire message. If you're waiting for me to get to the point, you're waiting. You're gonna be waiting a long time. That's the message today. I said I've come to preach to somebody. Don't give up. I've come to preach to somebody. Don't give in. Come on, fight another day. Come on, wrestle another day. Come on, prayer warrior, pray another day. Come on, saint of God, praise another day. Come on, I know it's, come on, come to church another day. Fast another day. Give tithes another day. Come on, because one day, one day the finish is going to be worth the fight. Don't you let anybody tell you that what you're doing is useless. The devil is a liar. One day it's going to be worth it all. Every sacrifice, every night you've cried, every tear you prayed, it's going to be worth it in the end. Oh, somebody give God praise right now. Come on, somebody that's in the middle of a fight. I've come to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hold on a little bit longer because the finish I said the finish is going to be worth it. The finish is going to be worth it. Devil, you may be knocking me down now, but rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I'm not going to stay there. I realize I'm in a fight, but devil, you won't take the fight out of me. I'm on the Lord's side, and I've read the back of the book, and we win. I've read the back of the book, and the finish is going to be worth it. Come on, I need somebody to realize today that you are in a fight. If you've come looking for easy believism, can I tell you that's not the Christianity that is in this book. If you come looking for everything to always be easy and handed to you and right and proper and great all the time and the sky is always blue and it never rains and nothing ever happens, can I tell you that's not the Christianity that is found in this book. But the Christianity that is found in this book uh, is a man that says, I fought the good fight. uh, It's a man that says, I've been beaten several times. Uh, I've been thrown in jail. Uh, I've been told that my life is going to be taken. I've been told uh, that I have nothing. Uh, I've I've had plenty uh, and I've had nothing. But you know what? Uh, All of that uh, that I've experienced uh, is worth it uh, because in the end, uh, I'm going to finish my course. Uh, In the end... uh, Come on, church. It may not get easier in the next few days, but fight anyhow. It may not get easier in the next 10 years, but fight the good fight anyhow. Come on, somebody. It may may not work out the way that you want it to, but fight the good fight anyhow, because in the end, the finish will be worth it. I said, it's worth it for the world to look at you crazy. It's worth it for your coworkers not to understand what you stand for. I said, it's worth it to stand up for righteousness, teenagers. I said, it's worth it to stand for holiness. I said, it's worth it to fight for purity. I said, it's worth it to fight for holiness. Come on, it may not make sense down here, but I'm not looking down here. I'm looking up there, and one day it's going to be worth it. Come on, somebody. You're not fighting for comfort down here. You're fighting for an eternity up there. You're not. Come on, somebody. You're not fighting for everything to be just culture down here. You're fighting for Jesus up
0: there.
1: Paul said, if I could describe my relationship with God one way, I'll describe it as a fight. But I'm not just fighting aimlessly. I'm fighting with the end in mind. And Paul could say at the end of his journey, oh God. After he'd been beaten several times, after he'd been thrown in jail, after people ridiculed him, after Paul lost everything that he had, after Paul did everything that he did, he said, you know what? I had to cry sometimes. I had to wrestle sometimes. I had to fight sometimes. But the end was worth it. And finally, I have finished my course. But you won't finish your course unless you decide to fight. If it's been a while since you've wrestled in your relationship with God, I would argue you probably are not in the fight. If you've been wrestling, if you've been struggling, if you've been crying yourself to sleep sometimes, if you've been hurting, if you've been... Scared and afraid, can I tell you? (laughs) You're exactly where you need to be. Because this thing is a fight. But the enemy knows, if I can ever steal the fight out of the church, then I will win. If I can ever get the church so comfortable that they quit fighting, they quit fighting for righteousness. They quit fighting for holiness. The world is bombarding them, telling them that they're wrong, that they're crazy. And If I can ever get them to quit fighting, I don't, I don't even have to get them to quit believing that there is a God. I don't need that. All I need for them to do is to quit fighting. And if the enemy can steal the fight out of the church, we will not make the finish. Oh yeah, you think, you think so? No, no, can I tell you right now? If you don't have a fight in your spirit, you will not make the finish. The Bible lets us know that Israel had succumbed. To the same type of pressure that so many of us are facing right now. And the Bible says, we read it in our scripture text, that Israel's fight had been taken out of them. The Bible says that the highways were abandoned and and people walked in the byways. The way that people used to walk. The way that people used to talk. The way that people used to act. Because there was a little confrontation. Because there was a little bit of a struggle and a wrestling. The people decided, I'm not going to walk that way anymore. I'm going to walk the way of ease and comfort. He said the highways were abandoned. If you study into the time, the reason the highways were abandoned was because the highways were a fight. Israel had lost their fight. And here's the reason. Here's the culprit. Here's the reason they lost their fight. The Bible says that Israel has succumbed to idolatry. Can I tell somebody right now? The chiefest enemy of your fight is idolatry. The one thing that the adversary can use in this day and age to steal your fight is idolatry. Now, you need to understand what I'm preaching to you today. Idolatry does not look today like it looked in the Old Testament. Idolatry does not look like a 10 foot by 3 foot wide metal structure in your home. No, 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 no. That's not what idolatry looks like in the 21st century. But can I tell you what idolatry looks like in the 21st century? Idolatry looks like this device right here. Can I tell you what idolatry looks like in the 21st century? Idolatry looks like every time you wake up, you gotta check and see how much money you have in the bank account and how much... How much the stock market has moved overnight. That's what idolatry looks like in the 21st century. Can I tell you what idolatry looks like? Idolatry looks like not being able to sit through a sermon because you got to check the score on your football team. Because you've exalted them above God. That's what idolatry looks like. And the enemy knows if I can get them distracted by the things of this world, if I can get them to build idols with their phone, with their money, with their sports team, I'll snatch the fight out of them. But I've come to tell somebody, I've come to preach to the spirit world, not in this church, not in my home, not in my life. Come on, huh? It's still right to not have any other God before him. It's still right not to exalt anything above him. I'm not going to let idols steal my fight. I'm not going to let idols call me. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody right now because for too long, you've allowed things to come between you and your relationship with God, and you wonder why you can't fight anymore. You wonder why you're wrestling with God right now. Can I tell you the reason why? It's because you have idols in your life. But I've come to tell somebody it's time to tear down every high thing that exalts itself above the wisdom and knowledge of God. And make a decision. He's going to be my God. He's going to be my Savior. I won't let any idols in my life. I won't let anything take the place of my God. But Lord, take your place as God and as Lord in my life. Come on, somebody needs to get rid of the idol. Come on, don't. Don't look at it right now. I know it's a struggle right now, but look at the finish. Come on, somebody. In the end, your phone isn't going to matter. In the end, how much money you have in the bank, it's not going to matter. In the end, it's not going to matter who's won the Super Bowl. In the end, the only thing that's going to matter is did you fight? Did you... In the end, you may lose it all down here, but the finish is worth the fight. Come on, church, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. We're in a war right now. I said we're in a war right now. Somebody get your fight back. Somebody get rid of the idols in your life. Somebody cast down the imaginations in your life. Somebody let the fire rise. Because in the end, finish it's going to be worth it I don't mind I don't know about you guys but I've gotten to the place where I realize the world has nothing for me the world doesn't care anything about me therefore I've gotten to the place where I simply don't care brother Roberts what the world thinks about me I don't care what the world says about me Because I'm not fighting a fight for just down here. If it was down here, then you know what? Maybe I would have a reason, Brother Shaquan, to give up. If I was just fighting for down here, maybe I would have a reason to give in and throw in the towel. But I've come to tell somebody what I'm fighting for and what you're fighting for is an eternity over there. And there might be a wrestling down here. Come on, somebody. You might not have much money. You might not have much notoriety. You might not have much down here, but in the end, the finish. <laughs> Come on, I've come to preach to some saint of God that's given your entire life to praying and seeking the face of God. And because you've done that, you don't have anything. Can I tell you right now, what you've done as you fought a war, that is ultimately going to pay off in eternity. Come on, somebody right now that's been living for God, come on, you've suffered loss. You've suffered hurt. You've suffered pain. i come to tell you, don't give up now. Keep fighting the good fight because in the end, the finish is going to be worth it. Come on, somebody (laughs) Bible says that Israel ceased they lost their fight and the moment the church loses its fight is the moment we will lose ultimately our goal which is to finish. Any saint of God that loses their fight, they will not make the finish. The Bible says that Israel has lost their fight. But in the midst of a nation that has lost their fight, the Bible in our scripture text points to two figures. I believe the reason why the Lord... Says, or the word of God says, in the days of Jael and Shamgar, the highways were unoccupied and people traveled by the byways because it because in the midst of a world where people had lost their fight. In the midst of a situation and a scenario where the people of God had lost their fight, there were two people that arose that said, I will not lose my fight. The Bible says that Jael was a woman that had lost her fight. The Bible Says it this way that Jael and her husband, I believe his name was Heber. Bible says that Jael and Heber had made an alliance with King Jabin of the Canaanites. And they had walked away from their tribe, the Kenites, and had pitched their tent with Jabin the Canaanite. Because you see, they did not want to fight. They knew if they remained with Israel, that there was no chance of them having a place in a moment where resistance was was not there. And so Jael and her husband Heber make a decision to go and pitch their tent with the enemy, King Jabin. The Bible says they had joined in an alliance with them. They'd themselves with the enemy, simply trying to avoid a fight, simply trying to avoid confrontation. But somewhere, I believe, in the midst of that alliance, something got a hold of JL. And JL realized that if I run away from this fight, I ultimately will not have the finish that I want. If I walk away from this fight, I ultimately will not walk into the divine destiny and purpose and calling of God for my life. And somewhere, J.L. made a decision, Brother Roberts, uh, that I will not uh, be content uh, with not fighting any longer. And the next opportunity I have, uh, I'm going to fight. You know what I find very interesting about J.L.'s situation? J.L.'s family didn't want to live for God. J.L.'s husband had made an alliance with the enemy. But you know what J.L. said? Even though my husband has decided that he will not fight, Even though my husband has decided that he will not live for God, that is not going to stop me. I'm making a decision right here, right now. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I've come to preach to somebody right now that's in the midst of a struggle. Your family member doesn't want to live for God. Can I tell you, that doesn't mean that you have to settle and not live for God. You can stand up and you can fight for your family you can stand up and you can fight for your home you can stand up and you can fight for your lineage come on somebody JO said, my husband may not be living for God, but I'm making a decision. I'm going to live for God. My husband may not be in the fight, but I'm making a decision. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to get in this thing because in the end, the finish is going to be worth it. In the end, my baby's being saved. It's going to be worth it. In the end, my family knowing God will be worth it. Oh, somebody give God praise right now. Come on, somebody, it's going to be worth it all. Come on, fight the good fight. So J.L. decides. Brother Roberts, the next opportunity I get, I am going to fight. The days of me being lackadaisical, the days of me simply going through the motions, the days of me cowering in fear in my tent, those days are over. And the next time I get an opportunity, I am going to fight. The Bible says that Israel, some of you know the story, Israel finally gets to the place. Jael wasn't the only one, but God raised up a leader named Deborah. And Deborah said, Israel, you've been in captivity for too long. King Jabin has led you into captivity for too long. And today, we're going to arise. You read in our scripture text, until I, Deborah, arose. I arose. Deborah arises and she begins to lead Israel in a fight. The Bible says that Israel is fighting. And the captain of the army, Barak, goes out. They fight against Sisera, the general of King Jabin's army. The Bible says that as they are beginning to fight, God begins to give Israel victory because the moment that you decide to fight, victory will will begin to happen in your life. The moment you make a decision that I'm going to fight, can I tell you, you will not suffer defeat. That doesn't mean it won't be a struggle. That doesn't mean that there won't be casualties sometimes. But can I tell somebody, when you make a decision to fight, victory is going to be yours. When you make a decision to wrestle, come on, I'm telling somebody right now, that victory is yours. The Bible says they wrestle. God has given Israel the victory, and then all of a sudden... Some of you know the story. The Bible says that Sisera, he lights off of his horse and he begins to run and flee the battle scene because they're losing. Israel is being victorious. And I can imagine that Jael is sitting in her tent You just gotta excuse me. I I just have an imagination. I can imagine JL is sitting in her tent. She's chomping at the bits. She wishes that she could get out there. There's such a fire in her to fight. There is such a burning in her to get victory in the fight. JL is chomping at the bit. JL is looking for an opportunity. JL is pacing back and forth in that little tent saying, Man, I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's happening. It's Israel victorious. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, she hears the sound of footsteps steps sauntering on the gravel and she peeks out that tent and there he is she recognizes oh there's Sisera and the bible says this the bible says that JL goes out and she meets Sisera because let me tell you something when there's a fight in your spirit you're not on the defensive you're on the offensive I've come to tell somebody it's time for the church to quit being on the defensive The enemy has attacked your family for too long. Come on, somebody. It's time for you to quit allowing the enemy to fight you. It's time for you to take the fight to the enemy and say, Devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my church. You can't. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's time for you to get a fight in your spirit. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm not sitting back. I'm. I'm not being passive. I'm going to take the fight. Oh, somebody needs to hear that again. I said you need to take the fight to the enemy. You've been sitting back for too long, allowing the enemy to take charge in your family, to take charge in your emotions, to take charge in your life. But you need to rise up with some gumption in your spirit today and say, Not on my watch, devil. I'm not waiting for you to attack me. I'm going to attack you with my prayers. I'm going to attack you with my praise. I'm going to attack you with my worship. I'm not being passive. I'm not going through the motions, but I'm making a decision. Today is a day I will fight. Oh, somebody clap your hands if there's a fight in your spirit. Oh, somebody lift up your voice if there's still a fight in your spirit right now. Yes. Yes. So the Bible says that Jael, she looks out that tent. She goes out and she meets Sisera. She's thinking, this is my opportunity. I've waited for a moment. This is Sisera. This is the captain. This is the top dog. And now I've got an opportunity. And I am going to fight. And the Bible says that she leads Sisera into that tent. And like only a woman can do, she's talking all sweet to him. JL's thinking, oh, this is pretty sweet. Our sister's thinking, man, this is pretty sweet. JL's invited me in. And my boy Heber, he'll probably be home soon. i got an alliance. This is awesome. But little did the enemy know that this was not A moment for them to rest and and have leisure. But this is a moment that there was a fight that was going to happen because J.L. had made up her mind that the finish is worth it right now. It's a little bit tough. Right now it's going to be a fight. But in the end, the finish is worth the fight. And so she leads them into that tent. And the Bible says this. The Bible says when they get in the tent, Sisera asked J.L. for some water. But the Bible says when Sisera asked Jael for water, Jael turns and Brother Robert, she gives him milk. You see, you can tell people that have a fight in their spirit because they never give the enemy what he asked for. Come on, somebody. I said, you can tell somebody that has a fight in their spirit. You may be asking for my talent. You may be asking for my, come on. But I got a fight in my spirit. And devil, I'm not going to give you what you're asking for. You can't have my family. You can't have my time. You can't have my finances. There's a fight in my spirit. There's a fight. Come on. It's time for somebody not to give the enemy what he's asking for. You may be asking for my time. You may be asking for my... But devil, what you're going to get is a fight. What you're going to get is a wrestling. Because I made up my mind. The finish is going to be worth the fight. Oh, somebody didn't hear me today. You can always tell who's willing to fight. Not by what they give God. But by what they give their adversary. Because we know that when you give somebody milk, warm milk, it has a way of sedating you. Anybody ever drank warm milk? What do you want to do? You want to go straight to sleep. Boom. And J.L. says, I'm not going to give the enemy anything that is going to strengthen his kingdom. But rather, I'm getting, he don't know it right now, but we're getting ready to scrap. We're getting ready to fight. Therefore, uh, I'm going to give the enemy something that will weaken his kingdom. I can always tell who's got a fight in their spirit, not by what they give God. Because it's easy to give God your talent and your time on a Sunday. But what do you give the adversary on a Monday? Yeah, I'm all up in your grill right now. It's easy to come and worship God and lift up your hands and shout and do your dance on Sunday. But what are you giving your enemy on Monday? Are you giving him your time? Are you giving him your talent? Are you giving him your emotions? Come on, somebody. But I've come to tell you in this place, it's time to say, no, 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 devil. You can't have my time. You can't have my prayer life. You can't have my family. You can't have my devotion. But what you can have is the fight. What you can have is a wrestling. I'm not kidding. Up. I'm not giving in. I've come to fight. I've come to fight until your kingdom comes down. I've come to fight until my family is saved. I've come to fight until revival is released. I've come to fight until the kingdom of hell is torn down. I feel like staying there a little bit longer. Because some of you think just because you give God something, you're okay. I'm not looking today at what you're giving God. What are you giving your adversary? Because some of you in your spirit have done the equivalent of what sister wanted J.L. to do. The enemy has asked, hey, can I have just a little bit of your time? You're like, oh, okay, here you go. Can I have just a little bit of what you have? Yeah, here it goes. I love having this conversation with musicians. Oh, Brother Wilson, you, you, you don't understand, like... God, God, you know, I I still play in my church on Sundays, but then on like on Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays, I gotta pay the bills. So I play secular music on Fridays. No, no, no. You ain't really fighting. You're not really on God's side. Because I'm not looking at what you give God. It's easy for you to give God that what are you giving the adversary? What are you giving your enemy? Yeah, it's easy for you to pay your tithes, but what are you sowing into in in, in this world? it's easy for you to give your time and your talent to God on Sundays. But what are you doing with your time on Tuesdays? Can I tell somebody when you truly have a fight in your spirit and you're not concerned about the temporal but you're looking toward the eternal. It affects what you give the adversary. It affects how you spend your time. It affects how you, come on somebody, when you're focusing on the eternal, the what, what you give to your adversary changes. And you say, you know what? I will not give anything to strengthen the devil's kingdom. But I want the devil's kingdom to come down I want the devil's come on somebody when there's a fight in your spirit you fight against everything that the enemy tries to set up oh I feel like there's somebody in this place that needs to get a fresh fight in their spirit cause right now you're kind of sitting on the sidelines teeter tottering but God is saying I want greater consecration I want greater dedication from you I know you've given me things but you need to quit giving the devil some things I feel to stay there for a little bit. I said, it's time for you to start giving the devil what he deserves. It's time for you to start giving the devil your fight. It's time for you to start giving the devil your prayer life. It's time for you to start giving the devil your worship. Because <mumbles> I'm not here to strengthen the kingdom of the devil, I'm here to strengthen the kingdom of God. But I consider where I put my time, where I put my money, where I put my finances. Brother Roberts, I'm convicted because I don't want to give anything to this world. This world has nothing for me. All this world has to offer me is destruction. But I want to give my time. I want to give my finances. I want to give everything that I have to the kingdom of God. Because in the end, the finish is what I'm looking for. Somebody lift up your hands and pray right now. I'm grateful and I'm thankful you come to church on Sunday mornings. But I could tell if you really got a fight in your spirit by what you give on Monday morning. Come on, church, it's time to get a fight back in your spirit. You see, when you're on the fighting side, you become frustrated with people that strengthen the enemy's kingdom. I get so frustrated, Brother Roberts, when someone does something to strengthen the enemy's kingdom. Because every single day I fight against that mess. Every single day in my prayers, I fight against it. Every single day in my devotion and my consecration, I fight against it. Yet there's some people that constantly are building up the devil's kingdom. Can I tell you in this place, uh, we need to begin to work together. And if it's not going to build up the kingdom of God, uh, we don't need to invest in it. If it's not going to build... Yeah, yeah, I know you don't want to hear it right now, but it's what you need to hear. I said you need to make up your mind. I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God. Come on, everything is going to fade away in this world. Everything is going to fade. But what God has for me is eternal. Therefore, I'm not going to fight for right now, but I'm going to fight for the finish. The Bible says, and I hurry, J.L. comes Leads sister into that tent. Sister says, hey, J.L., can I have a glass of water? She says, well, uh, I mean, I got a little milk here. He's like, ooh, yeah. C- can you warm that set it over the fire and warm it up? She said, absolutely. J.L. goes over. She warms that milk up. Brother Roberts, she hurries back in the tent. She brings it to him. She says, hey, Sisera, you look like you've been running. I know you've been in a battle. Why don't you just... Kick back and relax for a little bit. Cicero says, I don't mind if I do, thank you. Kicks back. The Bible says that J.L. takes that cover, Brother Roberts. She puts it over him. and Then he begins to go to sleep. And at that moment, JL's like, I got him where I want him. There's a fight in my spirit. God has done something. God has given me the victory. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. But then all of a sudden, it dawns on J.L., she begins to look around that tent. And Brother Roberts, she's like, I don't, I don't have a weapon. Because the Bible says in Judges chapter 5 that there is no shield or spear found in all the land. Because of their idolatry. Because of where they are. The Bible says that there is no shield or spear. There are no weapons in all of the land. I can imagine that's JL. She's got a fight in her spirit. She's given him the milk. She's sedated him. And she's ready to fight. But there's no weapon for her to fight with. And you just got to excuse me. My imagination just thinks this way. And I, I can imagine, Brother Brett, that it was a windy day outside. And the wind is blowing. That tent begins to sway. And JL's kind of... Thinking, what am I going to do? And as that tent begins to sway, all of a sudden, it seems as if the tent is getting ready to fall over. And J.L. goes to steady the tent. Puts her hand on the tent peg. J.L. thinks, you know, I remember a story that I heard a couple of weeks ago. Of a man named Shamgar. She said, I know Shamgar because the Bible says in the days of Jael and Shamgar, the highways were unoccupied and people traveled by the way, byways. But God mentioned two people that were willing to fight, and Jael begins to think about that story of Shamgar. She said, You know what? She said, Shamgar was out there on his oxen plowing his field. She said, all of a sudden, the Philistines came, and they attacked him. She said, but I remember hearing the story that Shamgar took an ox goad. And that day, Shamgar killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. He didn't need a weapon because when you have a fight in your heart, what you have in your hand is enough. I need to say that again for somebody that didn't hear me. I said, when there's a fight in your heart, what you have in your hand is enough. You don't need everything to be perfect. You just need a fight in your spirit. You don't need everything to be right. You just need a fight in your spirit. And J.L. says, I may not have a weapon, but I got a fight in my spirit. And God, you place this in my hand, and what I have in my hand is enough. I've come to tell somebody, you got enough to fight. You got enough to be victorious. You just got to make up your mind. I'm going to fight. Yeah, I know the enemy's trying to discourage you right now uh, and tell you you got to wait till everything's perfect. Uh, but the devil is a liar. What you have in your hand uh, is enough. Uh, what you have right now uh, is enough. Uh, God has given you just what you need uh, to be victorious. Uh, you just got to make up your mind uh, that I'm going to fight. Oh, I would to God that there would be somebody right now uh, that would say, I got enough. Uh, I am enough. Uh, I just got to fight. I know it seems unlikely. I know it seems improbable. But what I have in my hand... Oh, I'm speaking to somebody that all you have in your hand is tears. All you have in your hand is sleepless nights, but you got enough. Come on, you're not ill-equipped for this battle. You're not ill-equipped for this war. You just got to fight. Come on, somebody. I know by the world standards, you don't have what it takes to be victorious. But I've come to preach to someone, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, but they are mighty through God uh, to the pulling down of the strongholds. Uh, what you have, uh, prayer is still enough. Uh, praise is still enough. Uh, worship is still enough. Uh, worship is still enough. Uh, but you got to make up your mind uh, I'm going to fight. An unlikely weapon. The wrong, rep- the wrong weapon in the right hands is always enough. I said the wrong weapon in the right hands of someone that is willing to fight. Is, you know, I, I know by the world standards, prayer is not a, like prayer. Praise, worship. That's what God is. That is what the Lord has equipped you with. That's what God has placed in your hands, and according to the world standard, it would seem seem as if it is not enough. But I've come to preach to every devil that has lied, to every saint of God, and told you that you don't have enough to be victorious. You do have enough, because what has been placed in your hands has not been placed there by a man. It has not been placed there by I said, what's been placed in your hands has been placed there by the Almighty God. And God knows if I can just get them to fight, the weapons that I've given them are enough. If I can just get them to fight, what I have placed in their hands is enough. Come on, somebody. If there's a fight in your heart, what's in your hands is enough. I'm coming to a close, musicians, singers. Why don't you come? Bible says, I can imagine, J.L. goes and tries to steady that tent, grabs it, looks, remembers that what you have in your hand when there's a fight in your heart is enough. And J.L. goes and she takes that tent peg that day, the Bible says she takes it. You know the story. She takes it, that tent peg, and she right. drives it that day into the temple of Sisera. And that day, because a, of a woman's willingness to fight, in the days of Jael and Shamgar, the highways were abandoned and people went by the byways. Amen. But Jael. And Shamgar, when everybody else was running, while everybody else was hiding, they decided, I am going to fight. And I believe that it is the will of God for it to be said of living hope. In the year 2020, or 2020, everybody was afraid and fearful and had lost their fight. But in the days of living hope, there was a fight still left. Can I tell somebody right now, God is wanting to raise a generation. You're not going to, listen, if what you're expecting is for there to be ease and everything to be happy-go-lucky, I've come to tell you right now, You might want to find a different church. You might want to find a different God. You won't find another, but good luck. You might want to find something a little different because this thing is going to be a fight. If you think the world is going to get better, you got another thing coming. It's not. But in the midst of a world, where it seems as if we've been ill equipped. God has placed some weapons in our hand. God has placed the weapon of prayer, fasting, the word, praise in our hands. And what he's looking for is simply a saint of God that is willing to fight. And if you are willing to fight, in the end you're going to have a finish that is ultimately going to be you may not and you may, but you may not experience victory on this earth. But can I tell you, the days of looking for victory, the days of looking for relief on this earth, those days need to be past you. I'm not saying that, that it will happen, but you need to be prepared, Saint of God, for there to be a tough battle on this earth. You need to be prepared for you to have to fight like the apostles did. You need to be prepared for people not to like you and people to ridicule you and people want to people wanting to kill you and take your life. That's the type of fight you need to be prepared for. But can I tell somebody that in the end ultimately the finish will be worth the fight? Would you stand?
0: Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com.
1: I'm gonna wait on